As we turn to our scripture lesson this morning, uh, as a reminder, we're, we're working through um, the story, uh, which is a curriculum our entire church is using to learn the, the story of scripture over the next nine months. And so we're uh, moving uh, at a chapter at a time through that book, and it's going to lead us through different parts of scripture. Uh, so last week we did the story of creation. This week we move on to the story of Abraham. Now, uh, if, if you're following along at home, uh, this story will uh, go right along with your weekly reading. If you're not following along at home, that's perfectly fine. You will understand uh, as soon as we get started. Uh, so as we turn to God's word, let's first go to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this place and for this time. We thank you for the gift of song and fellowship and scripture. As we turn to your word this morning, we ask that you would be here with us. That the same spirit who inspired the writing of these words so many years ago would inspire our hearing this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our lesson this morning comes from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 4. Uh, It's often a a passage that's called the call of Abraham, but you'll notice uh, the name Abraham does not appear anywhere in these verses. Um, Instead, we find he's called Abram, and as part of his story, his name will change in a few chapters. So it's the same man, different name. And let's now turn to God's word in Genesis 12, verses 1 to 4. Listen to the word of God. Now, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we turn our attention now to reflecting on your word, we ask that your spirit would would inspire us, would open our, our eyes and our ears, our minds, our hearts, and our lives that we might come to know who you are and who you are calling us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is, a, this is a very important passage for our church. Over the past few years, we have uh, looked to this passage uh, as, as, as a part of who we are. Uh, we understand ourselves to be a congregation that has been blessed. And we see uh, this blessing from God as, as an opportunity to be a blessing to our neighborhood and to the people around us. We understand that God has blessed us to be a blessing. And as we read this passage, that makes it the the perfect thing to come after uh, last week's uh, passages. Last week, we looked at at the the story of Genesis, at the beginning of creation. And then we also looked at the beginning of our congregation. And so today, we look at a passage that has become important to our church, important to our congregation. But I think this passage is also, I think it's a critical part 
of the overall story of the Bible. Uh, this passage, I think, is, is really critical to the, to the wider story of Scripture. And it's, it's just a great story. And this, this call of Abraham, it's, it's a wonderful story on its own. Uh, good stories, good stories, are, they're almost like magic. A good story uh, does something incredible. It, 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 a good story can, can pull us into its world. A good story makes us wonder what's going to happen next. A good story functions almost like a riddle. It, it brings us along wondering about this, about this conclusion that is still uncertain. Keeps us on the edge of our seat. Keeps us on our toes. Keeps us guessing what's about to happen. A good story brings us along wondering about the uncertain conclusion. A good story is like a riddle. A good story is like a riddle. But a great story is something completely different. A great story is not like a riddle. A great story does not keep us guessing about what's going to happen. In a great story, we already know what's going to happen. Think about, think about your favorite stories. The stories we, we like the most, the stories we love to read and tell and watch, the greatest stories are stories where the ending is never in doubt. Think about the last, uh, the last detective story you read. You knew the detective was going to solve the mystery in the end. That's why you read it. Think about the last romantic story you watched on, on TV. You knew the young couple was going to fall in love. That's why you watched it. Think about the last superhero movie you saw or superhero story you read or heard. You know the hero is going to triumph over the villain. That's why you got pulled into the story in the first place. Our favorite stories are stories where we already know what's going to happen. Our favorite stories are not like riddles. Our favorite stories call us into their world and they, they allow us to be part of the journey. And that's, that's where the fun is. You know the detective's going to solve the crime. All the fun is in being, in being part of the investigation. You know the couple's going to fall in love. All the fun is being part of the romance. You know the hero is going to triumph over the villain, probably rescue the sidekick on the way. All the fun is taking part in the adventure. In our favorite stories, we're not left wondering about an uncertain conclusion. In our favorite stories, we're called into the world of the story and we are along for the journey as we head to a conclusion that is already certain, to an ending that is already written. We know how the story's going to end. And that makes good stories uh, a lot less like riddles and a, a lot more like, like something else. A, a good story's like a riddle, but a great story is like... You know what a great story is like? A great story is like a wedding invitation. Think about the last time you got a wedding invitation. A wedding invitation, you already know how it's going to end. Right? At least you hope, right? A wedding invitation, you know it's going to end with a young couple standing at the front of the church and they're going to promise themselves to one another and they're going to get married and afterwards there's going to be dancing and because this is Pittsburgh, there's going to be a table full of cookies, right? You know how the story's going to end. A wedding invitation, it's not a riddle. It's, it's one part calling and one part promise. They call you to be part of the celebration and promise you that there are going to be cookies. Every invitation works this way. An invitation to a birthday party is the same. 
There's a calling to come celebrate and the promise that you're going to sing a song and open presents and have some cake. A call and a promise. A graduation invitation. Same thing. There's a calling to come celebrate this milestone and a promise that somebody's going to have to wear a weird little square hat with a tassel on the end. A call and a promise. Invitations always have a calling and a promise. Great stories work the same way. A calling to be part of an investigation and a promise that the detective is going to solve it. A calling to watch the romance and a promise that they're going to fall in love. A calling to watch the hero and join in the adventure and a promise that the villain is going to be defeated. A call and a promise. Great stories aren't riddles. Great stories are invitations. Great stories always have a calling and a promise. They invite us into the, into the world of the story to join in the fun as we head toward an ending that is certain. We know what's coming. We know what we've been promised. A great story is a calling and a promise. Let's look back at this morning's passage. It is a calling Followed by a promise. God says to Abram, go from your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to a land I will show you. That's a call. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. There's the promise. This isn't a riddle. This is an invitation. This is a calling and a promise. And as we look at this passage, this is, this is what plays out through the rest of Abraham's life. We watch as God fulfills these promises we find in this early part of his story. We know exactly where the story of Abraham is headed. It is headed to blessing. The fun is being part of the blessing. This little passage at the beginning of Abraham's story gives away the ending. But it gives away the ending not only of Abraham's story. It gives away the ending to the entire Bible. Uh, this passage, it functions almost, not exactly, but almost like a thesis statement for the rest of Scripture. As you read these words, uh, we're going to watch through the rest of Scripture as all of these promises play out and we are called to be a part of it. We're called to witness what God does. We're called to witness the ways that God multiplies Abraham's family and blesses all the nations around him. And, and it's exactly what we see. We see Joseph blessing the nation of Egypt and helping them uh, survive uh, the crisis of a famine. And then we're going to watch a little later as, uh, as Jonah is going to bless the nation of Assyria when he preaches to the people in Nineveh. And we watch as Daniel blesses the people of Babylon as he interprets dreams for the king. We're going to watch. We're going to watch as uh, we're going to see Esther bless the nation of Persia when she serves as the queen. And then, then we're going to watch as Jesus Christ blesses all nations by conquering death. And on Pentecost, the church becomes a blessing, proclaiming the good news throughout the world. We watch as this story plays out throughout the pages of Scripture and even in our own lives as a congregation. We watch as God blesses this community and blesses this, this neighborhood through our church. We watch as God blesses the nations of the world through these promises to Abram. There's a calling to be a part of this blessing. But an invitation, remember, is two parts. One part calling, 
and one part promise. And the thing about promises is they have to hold true. Promises don't change. And as we watch throughout scripture over and over, we're going to find moments that look like the promises can't possibly hold true. We're going to watch as Joseph finds himself in jail, but nothing can stop the promises of God. God will use that experience to bring Joseph into Pharaoh's presence. We're going to watch as Jonah, when he's called to go to Nineveh, Jonah's going to get on a boat to go the other direction, but nothing can stop the promises of God. God is going to send a fish to bring Jonah back to the shore. Nothing stops God's promises. We're going to find Daniel thrown into a lion's den where it looks like certain doom, but nothing stops the promises of God. God will shut the lion's mouths and bring Daniel out as a testimony to God's faithfulness. We're going to watch as Esther finds herself in danger from Haman. Haman, who threatens to exterminate all of Esther's people, but nothing can stop the promises of God. And the servants will remind the king of Mordecai's grace. And all of a sudden, Esther will be spared. We're going to watch as nothing stops the promises of God, even people like us who chose to nail Jesus Christ to a cross. Even when God died, nothing can stop the promises of God. And Christ rose again, coming forth from the tomb and proclaiming victory over sin and death and all that would destroy or harm because nothing can stop God's love. Nothing can stop God's promise. When, when uh, the, the, the nation tried to persecute the early church, God took the leader of that persecution named Paul and took away his sight and turned him into the greatest evangelist of all time. Nothing can stop the promises of God even in this valley near the river because when God's people found themselves surrounded on all sides, by disease and pandemic and danger and a pastoral transition, nothing stopped it. We continued to worship. We continued to sing. We continued to give of our time and our energy and our efforts and our money to support those who were in hunger, to support those who were in need, and to proclaim the good news of the gospel. Promises do not change. The good news of the gospel is that nothing can stop the promises of God. And the story of Abraham reminds us of the overarching story of Scripture. It reminds us of the invitation that is one part call and one part promise. It invites us to be a part of the blessing. The ending is never in question. We know where history is headed. We know where reality is going. We know what God is doing. God has proclaimed that we will be a blessing to all nations The fun is being part of it. The fun is taking part in the blessing. The fun is in supporting our neighborhood ministries. The fun is in joining our voices in song. The fun is in coming together in fellowship and in worship and to learn and to study and to help those in need. The fun is to choose to be part of the blessing that is already certain. The fun is in participating in where this story is going. A call and a promise. As we read this story from Abraham, this is is a passage that has become central to us as a church. We believe that God has blessed us. We believe that we are invited to be a blessing. And there is a calling to participate in all that God is doing in the neighborhood around us. There's a calling to be part of the blessing. God said, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. 
In you, all the families of earth shall be blessed. The ending is certain. The fun is being part of the blessing. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.